This is Mark, aka Thorn678, barely alive from a night on baby duty. Uh, wanted to bring you another episode of The Hobbling Hobbyist. I wanted to talk about model assembly. I just finished assembling the second edition Rasputina, who was actually my first ever plastic Malifaux kit way back when it was brand new. Um, and I had sold it a couple years later when I had figured out that uh, the local scene was essentially one person, one other person besides me, who was not a uh, very favor favorable person that you'd want to play with. I'll just leave it at that. Um, so, coming from doing push, not, not push fit, but... Um, 40k models where they're extremely simple to put together. You maybe have to attach a leg, an arm, and two pauldrons, sometimes a head, what, and, the, and the, uh, the power source on their back. I refuse to call it a backpack. It sounds stupid. Um, this was a very challenging kit, especially the Wendigo, how it's kind of floating on the on the, um, I believe, I assume it's a guild um, guardsman, uh, a guard, guard patrol, whatever. Uh, wow, I didn't even know what I was putting together at the time when I put it together. I had no idea what I was even looking at. Um, has it is the uh, worst of all things in model building, little fid, not uh, little little fiddly bits, little tiny fiddly bits. Um, that will easily break when you cut them off the sprue to begin with. Um, a lot of like floating. Um, the where the tree goes into the part is in like armpits, so you have to like clip and sculpt a little bit to make the joints fit. And then once you do actually do put it together, it doesn't fit very well. I've got like major gaps in my um, model that I just assembled. Um, So, uh, some tips for beginning hobbyists, and I've said before, if Malifaux is your first game and you're not used to building models, God be with you, my child, but um, if you're intimidated by the idea of putting together model kits with little tiny parts that are very fiddly, go for Explorer Society, uh, because... Uh, the sculpts, uh, almost all of them have been super, super easy to put together, like three parts, four parts, five parts that fit together very, very well without any issues. I actually enjoyed putting them together. I'm not much into building models. I'm not really much into, well, I almost said I'm not into painting them lately, but that's not true. It's just I don't have time, so... Um, So yeah, Explorer Society has some really easy builds. Um, avoid Bayou. Just don't even. Just yeah, just don't even. Um, so anyway, uh, I suggest using Tamiya plastic cement. I don't suggest super glue. Super glue can be very frustrating when you're new to the hobby because it goes bad 
really easily after using it just once if you don't store it just right. If you insist on using super glue, I highly suggest that you get a thick gel. If there's a Sam's Club in your area, they make a pack of them. Get a thicker gel, but apply it in a very small amount, a tiny daub or dab. A little goes a long way with super glue. If you put more super glue, it will not cure and just make your life miserable. And file with a cheap file off of Amazon. You get like a pack of them where they're really just repackaged nail files really lightly where the joins are to act as like a key grip, like dovetailing on woodworking. I know nothing about woodworking other than I know what that looks like. And I, it, yeah, anyway. And store your super glue in the freezer because it is moisture activated and the freezer is very dry. It, literally super glue will go, you use it once and it works fine and then you go to use it the, the next time the next day and it's bad if you if you live in a humid environment. It's terrible. Anyway, Tamiya plastic cement. I like the one that's in the orange cap, not the green cap that's extra thin. It just doesn't hold very well. There, with Malifaux there's a lot of like tippy toe models where they're kind of just floating and the extra thin doesn't have the grip that the thicker gel type um, consistency does in the orange cap. Um, and then use it sparingly. Don't use a whole bunch because it won't, it, again, it won't cure and less will start to dry faster and kind of get a grip. And then you can reapply if you wish, but be careful because I can reactivate it if it's not completely cured and the arm or whatever that you just glued on fell apart. So I like to put a, I, I always, always, always dry fit first because Malifaux models are really fiddly and it'll look like it fits a certain way. And lo and behold, that arm is for the other side. So dry fit first always. And then I like to put a little dab of glue in the on like like let's say you're attaching an arm i like to put the dab of glue on the body not the arm uh, it's just a little more forgiving when you if if you don't have it positioned exactly correctly you need to move it a little bit uh and kind of hold it for like i don't know count to 10 and then let go and it should be fine um, I recommend using X-Acto blades. Um, you can get a 50 pack of replacement razors on Amazon for like eight bucks. And I like to use a new blade like every two to three boxes of dudes because it doesn't seem like it would make a difference, but believe me, it makes a huge, huge difference. If you have a dull blade, the little nibs and um, nubs and uh, mold lines that are on the models, they don't want to scrape off. Um, if you use a dull blade to scrape off mold lines, it'll, you'll get like this weird, like chopped water look on the plastic and that's because it's grabbing and then slipping and then grabbing and slipping and gouging. And that's from a dull blade. So you use a sharp blade and the, uh, I like to use the back of the blade to scrape uh, most of the time, but that can go dull too. So 
I'll sometimes switch if I need to be more aggressive with it. Like some of the early Malifaux plastics, like on the Rasputina box, I had to use the blade side and really go at the mold lines because they were they were huge. They were huge. They like stuck off like a millimeter and they were like at least a millimeter wide. It was insane. So like I said, the worst of the worst when it comes to plastic. Little fiddly bits, really bad mold lines, and then parts that didn't really fit together very well. And the ice golem, I know that when I put the ice golem together, it's gonna ha it's gonna have huge gaps. But I, I'm not gonna fix it. It's just too much. It, it's a lot of effort to fix it for for that. I don't really care that much. And then what kind of clippers you use and how new and sharp they are makes a huge difference too. Um, for a while I bought these packs off of Amazon that were like 10 bucks that had a blade and files and things like that in it and, um, and new clippers because like the clippers, the cheap clippers go dull super fast like after like, I don't know, 25 models they'll be really dull and you'll just notice it and you know, it'll fatigue your hand. I have problems with like carp carpal tunnel, tennis elbow, thoracic outlet syndrome, all these things and it uh, will make my hand be numb afterwards if I don't use the sharpest, newest things that I can. Uh, when it comes to actually like uh, getting rid of the nibs on a model, I cut it off the sprue as close as possible to the uh, to the piece, and then I use clippers to clip away anything that I that I can. And then if there's still a big, um, like, nub left because of, you know, it's positioning on the model, like it's between two spikes that if you touch, they just break off, um, which is quite common. I'm looking at you, hunters. Yeah, I'm looking at you, especially the old one that comes in the box. Um, when that happens, I like to use the blade to kind of slice at it. Um, and that's where having a new fresh blade comes in handy because the new a new fresh exacto blade will cut through the plastic like butter it, it is crazy how easily it cuts through it um, and then I like to hold the blade like do so like close your fingers and do a thumbs up like a very cheesy like Facebook looking thumbs up that's how I hold the blade. I have the handle in my fingers, and then my thumb is pressed against the back of the blade. Literally pressed against the back of the blade. I have calluses developed, otherwise it, it, it does cut when you first start doing this. It's not a bad cut, like, you know, like if you'd used, pushed on it the other way, which I have done, I have pushed on the incorrect way and cut myself very badly. Um, so be careful. And I use um, kind of an awkward motion to scrape or slice. I kind of uncurl my fingers and then curl it back into my thumb. I kind of use uh, a slow and steady motion um, to control the blade. Um, I'm very, huh, I almost said very coordinated with the blade, but I'm really not because I've like cut the tip of my thumb off and I've cut myself pretty badly several times. but. I've developed, um, I just know how to handle the blade in a way that I generally don't get cut. So um, I'm pretty aggressive with my knife use. I'm slow and steady, but aggressive at the same time. Like I will 
bring the blade directly into my thumb, um, even if it's a fresh one, just because I'm so used to doing it that I know how hard I need to press. And um, um, I have calluses developed on my thumb, so like I don't usually like bleed, but it does cut a little bit sometimes, but it's really not that big of a deal. Um, if there's something like really big where you need to like slice at the piece, like um, like you're cutting a piece of meat or something, uh, I just use the clippers and and cut the piece off. Even if I have to kind of carve at the uh, nub for a while with the clipper just cutting a little piece at the time, assuming it's not like a super delicate piece that will break if I do that. Um, duck cross or geese crossing in Fargo, North Dakota. It's, it's huge thing of geese. Um, yeah, sorry, squirrel or goose, I guess I should say. So I'll cut away with the clippers. Again, really, really good clippers. make They, they really do make a huge difference with um, cutting models. Um, the, the nicer, sharper, newer uh, clippers are, the closer you can get to a model without leaving a nub. So um, I also build Gunpla. Um, so I've heard of God Hand clippers, but I've never used them. But I, I imagine they're pretty good based on what what I've seen in videos and, and how people use them. I don't know if it's really necessary in um, hobby gaming model kits, since um, you're gonna be painting over the area, whereas like Gunpla is, is like, they're like the Adeptus Mechanicus uh, in 40K Gunpla Builders. You like are really gentle with the plastic and you prep it and, and uh, you take a lot of care because the plastic is colored and you don't, you don't usually paint it, maybe panel line it. Um, I, I don't, I always like to paint mine like they're a, like a regular model kit, but um, God Hand Clippers are good. I haven't tried the new Games Workshop Clippers. I had an old pair of Games Workshop Clippers that came in a beginner's paint set back before they like changed their paint line for the umpteenth time, before they changed to the current line, so this was like 2000, I don't know, 10 or 11. They had, uh, this is back when the foundation paints were, were around, which I miss greatly. They were great paints, great tones, good coverage. I loved how they smelled. They had just a very different smell. Like, it wasn't like a toxic smell. It was just, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Um, that came with a pair of clippers that lasted for quite a while. Their new clippers look actually pretty high quality. Um, I know I pick on Games Workshop a lot um, because they're prices are just absolutely outrageous um, and they are absolutely outrageous and they've only gotten worse uh, I remember so I was a Dark Eldar player I remember when the Archons came out in um, Finecast and I don't know it was like what 25 or 30 dollars and that was back in like 2012 or something and I was just blown away by how much that cost and I can only imagine what they are now anyway I pick on a lot I pick on them a lot, and they deserve it. Um, this is a major, major uh, out out in the weeds here. Their new plastic kits look absolutely amazing. 
but I disagree with people saying that they have the best models on the market because that's purely subjective. There's, they, their new models um, have an insane amount of detail on them for plastic, but they have really, really bad gaps. Really, really bad gaps. Um, they fit together like really, it, you're not like building a person, like when you put a model kit together, okay, you're attaching the legs, the legs are one piece, you're attaching the arms, blah, blah, blah. They're like these weird cuts of the model where it'll be like a part of the arm and a finger and like their face and like their chest and maybe their thigh and like one really thin slice, like like slicing lunch meat, um, which I imagine that's why they're able to get such amazing deep cuts and reliefs, but there's a lot of detail, yeah, but saying that they're the best on the market, I don't know about that. They're, um, yeah, I don't know, I just, I, I disagree. Um, not that I'm saying that Weird has the best plastics on the market, because definitely not. Um, I like the design, but they're nightmares to put together, really. Anyway, way off in the weeds there, sorry. Um, if you're putting metal kits together, I highly suggest using, um, zip kicker that comes in a squirt bottle so that you can unscrew the cap and you know like a soap bottle has the big plastic tube in it well the squirt the squirt bottles have those ones that you like pump like like you're spraying like hairspray um, don't even spray it just dab one piece of the um, model with with the end of that and then put your super glue on the other model that you're joining the other piece that you're joining to it and then just touch them together and boom there you go so you're not spraying cancer um i actually like burned myself really badly with a chemical burn uh by using the spray method uh, i have no idea how it happened but i was holding a model and i put the glue on and then i took it outside and sprayed it with the zip kicker and a hole melted through the base and burned my hand really badly. It hurt. I can't even tell you how badly it hurt. And plus it like glued, it like glued my finger to the spot that was searing. So it was like I couldn't get away from it. It was, it was awful. It was, it was terrible. Um, it hurt so bad. I can't even like describe to you how badly it hurt. It's like nerve pain. Nerve pain is the absolute worst. It was like nerve pain. So just, I just don't, I, I don't know if it was like, the stars were aligned just right, and it was this type of glue with this type of accelerant with this type of plastic, and all those together caused this? I don't know. I'm guessing that that is extremely abnormal to happen, but I flipped the black joker in life in general, so there you go.